Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trigiani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Marjorie Punnett, and this is The Nest, our mini-show that's all about the delightful and delicious things that make our homes just where we want to be. And today's episode of The Nest, we're launching a new concept, Marjorie. It's called Watch, Read, Listen. So we've been doing this on Twin Cities Live where we invite people in to tell us what they're watching, reading, and listening to, and I just absolutely love it because it gives me great ideas of what types of things I want to be consuming. And so I thought we'd share ours today. Does that sound good? That sounds wonderful. What do you got? Okay, here's what I'm watching. We're going to start with what we're watching. First up is Mindhunter. Are you watching Mindhunter? No, but everybody in my family is. Everybody's watching it, and I actually learned about this from someone on Twin Cities Live who said you have to start watching this. I'm now, I'm only four episodes in the first season. It's It's not super scary. (laughs) It's a crime thriller TV series, which is actually not something that I think that I really love, (laughs) Um, but it's on Netflix. And what it does is it revolves around these FBI agents, two of them, Holden and Bill, and they originate the FBI's behavioral science unit along with a psychologist named Wendy. And what they do is they interview imprisoned serial killers to understand how they think. Mm. And they're trying to figure this out so that then they can solve ongoing cases. So what's fascinating about the show is that it's a real thinker and it is very slow paced, which I love. Oh, I do too. And the first episode I watched, I was like, boy, this is slow. And then the second episode I watched, I was like, oh, this is slow. I loved it. Right. So I think you should check it out. It's called Mindhunter. It's on right. Netflix. Everybody in, my on fa- everybody in my family has been trying to get me to watch it, but I don't like scary things or crime things, but everybody's raving about it. But it's a story. It's okay. more of a story All and right. kind of figuring out what makes people who they are. Right. I think that you I think that you will like it. Okay. okay, what are you watching? I just watched the other night, actually for the second time, it's a documentary on Netflix called Joan Didion. The Center Will Not Hold. It's uh, directed by Griffin Dunn, the actor Griffin Dunn, who happens to be, I think, her nephew-in-law, her nephew. I'm not sure. Anyway, but Joan Didion, pretty famous writer, she wrote a book called that I absolutely love called The Year of Magical Thinking, which Mm. was sort of a New York Times bestseller all about grief and the death of her husband. But she's a beautiful essayist, beautiful writer. And this is all about her life. She sort of came to her fame in the 60s. She's one of the first ones to write about sort of the counterculture and what was happening in the 60s and then has gone on to write a ton of books and all sorts of things. But there were two things I took from the documentary. One, it's just a beautifully produced documentary. And I love documentaries about women's lives. Totally. Because you just learn so much about how they've navigated how to do it. 
And I took away from it this one quote, which for all of you young mothers out there, please listen to this one quote. She was talking about her daughter, Quintana, who actually passed away. I won't get into that, but it's all in the documentary. And she was talking about, she'd had a conversation with Quintana about, you know, what kind of mother was I? And Quintana had said to her, you know, you were fine, but you were sort of remote. And Joe Didion said, I just couldn't even... I didn't even understand how she could even say that. She said, because her father and I needed her so much. And then she goes on to say this, which is so important. And I wish I had read this when I had young children. She said, which is kind of the way we tend to deal with our children. Later, we realize that maybe we haven't been listening to them at all. We've been listening to the very edge of what they're saying without letting it sink in. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I thought, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And you're going to have talkers. I know that about your children. I already do. They talk nonstop. Yeah, and I think about all of the times Campbell in particular would come to me with a big question. And there were lots of times when I made the space for it, but there were lots of times I didn't. Mm-hmm. And that idea of listening on the edge of it just, like, hit me. I mean, it just hit me, and I just thought, oh, I I would go back and change some of those conversations. And then the other thing I took away from it is she had moved back to California. She had been working at Vogue in New York. She moved back to California, Elizabeth, in the 60s, and rented a beach house in Malibu for $300 a month. Great. That's the other thing that stuck with me. It's like, (laughs) oh, my God, there was a time. There was a time when anybody, a young, struggling writer, could afford to live in a beach house on Malibu. So that's that's what I'm watching. Okay, Speaking of writing, now we're going to talk about what we're reading. And, okay, I am almost finished with this book, and I just interviewed the author, and it is so good. So the book is called If You Lived Here, You'd Be Home By Now. Hmm. And it's by this guy named Christopher Ingram, who lived in just outside of D.C. and is a reporter for the Washington Post. So he writes for the Post, and he writes about data. He writes about stats for the Washington Post. In August of 2015, he was looking for stories ideas and he found this U.S. Department of Agriculture study that listed America's more than 3,000 counties from ugliest to most scenic. (laughs) And he wrote this article about it and what happened was he wrote a sentence that changed his entire life and he wrote the absolute worst place to live in America is Red Lake County, Minnesota. So this is in the far northwestern part of Minnesota. I mean, it's like a world away from the Twin Cities. It might as well be another planet from the Twin Cities. almost uh, the border of the Dakotas, right? Yes, exactly where it is. And so he wrote this and he got... It went viral. And I remember us talking about this on Twin Cities Live when he wrote this Washington Post article. Well, fast forward, the people of Red Lake County weren't mad. They just wanted him to come and visit. So he goes and visits, falls in love with this place, and ends up moving his family there. No. <laughs> and still lives there. And he then wrote this book about it, and he's been living there for several years. They went on and had another baby, like this whole thing. And, oh, and what's so great about the book is that he talks about this as soon as he wrote this article and then went there, started to realize that all of the things that they thought that they wanted out of the city, they weren't getting. Like their commute yeah. was insane. Yeah. They had no money to buy a house that was closer. They were barely making ends meet in the house that they were in. They were missing their lives of their then, I think that their twin boys were like three or four because they were 
constantly commuting. He was commuting two hours a day. Mm. And sounds horrible. And so they decided to make this huge change. And I think what's cool about the book is that number one, if you're from Minnesota, you'll just love his observances about Minnesota. Right. But you'll also really start to think about how do you set up your life to give you what you really want out of it instead of just chasing what you think you want? Amen. It's really great. I'm deep in the midst of that conversation in my head. Mm. So say the name of the book again. Okay, it's called If You Lived Here, You'd Be Home By Now. Oh, I'm And it's it. by Christopher Ingram. Yeah, it's a, real, it's a quick, easy read and just delightful. Okay, what are you reading? So this is kind of a weird thing, but I did a deep dive. So this is truly what I'm reading. I did a deep dive the last couple of nights on what will be the best place to live in 2030 with the coming climate change. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I'm trying to figure out, like, where's the best place to buy real estate? <laughs> That's good. That's a good thought. And you know what? So this really is what I was reading. Like, I, it was such a deep dive. And you know what came up over and over and over again, which is interesting that you just brought up that book, was Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota, with the coming climate change, is well positioned because you're close to water. You're close to water. And that was, for everybody who cares, if you're obsessing about this like I am, the middle of the country is finally going to have its moment. Because what it said was, you want to be away from the oceans. You just don't want to, you don't want to be on seaboard property. Where you want to be is in the middle of the country, preferably near the Great Lakes. There you so go. cities like Chicago or places like Minnesota, which have so many natural bodies of water, that's going to be important. But that's what I'm reading. I would list all of the articles, but I'm telling you, it was such a deep dive, and the headline was Minnesota. <laughs> okay, now we're going to go through what we're listening to, and this is a podcast that I think that anybody who has kids or cares for kids or cares about kids should listen to, and it's by a woman named Janet Lansbury, hmm. and her podcast is called Unruffled. And, oh, I love the name. Um, I just started listening to, to them just within the last few days, but I've read one of her books and she is just this wonderful person who really helped she she wrote a book called No Bad Kids that I read that right. really helped me understand how to handle tantrums. Oh, interesting. And how to not get into a power struggle with kids. Yep. Her understanding of children and her focus, which is all about respecting children and accepting their emotions and their development, but then also at the same time setting firm limits. She's really good at like how to set limits when your child hits, which is like real trouble in my world. Right. And so it's right. it's been super helpful. So again, her name is Janet Lansbury. The podcast is called Unruffled. Listen to it. It's so helpful. And her voice is super calming. Oh, I love that. And it just makes you go, oh, my gosh, I can totally do this. I can totally do this, especially <laughs> if you have little tiny people. Yes. Of course you Listen, can. That's a good one. So a uh, heads up for busy moms. One of the things I started doing almost almost as soon as it started was I have a, a subscription to Audible. So I listen to a lot of books. That's great. So when I'm super busy, I'll just listen to books as opposed to reading them. It also helps me to work out and all of those things. So the last book, I just finished it on Tuesday, was a book called A Perfect Union of Contrary Things. So I listened to it. I didn't read it. But it was a New York Times bestseller by a guy named Maynard James Keenan. He wrote it with a woman named Sarah Jensen. Now, Maynard James Keenan happens to be uh, part of a group of, of a band called Tool. Oh, which, yes! Yeah, which I really 
really sort of missed their height. Like they were super big. They came on strong, I guess, in the 90s when yeah. I was having babies. So like yeah. no new music was coming to my life in the 90s. No, and I know. was in like high school, and so I know Tool well. Oh, do you? So he, yeah. So he has a couple of bands, but he his band is has had a fabulous week or a fabulous month. They're the band that just knocked Taylor Swift off the Billboard charts. They knocked Whoa. her from number one to number two. So they released their first album in in, um, in 13 years, and it went straight to number one. So kind of cool. The book ended up being this super surprising, sort of soulful, sweet story about following your inner voice. Wow. And it just... It kind of floored me, and it was just really wonderful. And so I, I actually think it would be a great book to give to anybody in their late teens or early 20s who sort of, it would be a great graduation gift. It would be a great gift to anybody, though, who's creative and struggles with what is my place supposed to be in the world. For so many of us who feel like we're not going to be, we're not going to fit sort of that corporate model. You have all these ideas in your head. It's a really beautiful story of, of trusting instinct and at the same time working really, really hard. He sort of, what's interesting about him now is he has a vineyard in northern Arizona. That's so, so cool. He makes wine. So he's, he's a, a winemaker. He's yeah, a great super, farmer. He, what? He's a great farmer. So it's super farmer. cool. But it's a, a really good book. That sounds great. I love that. And you can and you can listen to it. That's such a good reminder. I need to start listening to audiobooks too. It's so it's so wonderful if you're busy because honestly, even like if you just want to go for a long walk, it's just such a great way to get two miles in without even thinking about it. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it with a friend. If you are super motivated, give us a review at Apple Podcasts. And reach out to us. You can find both of us on Instagram. It's at Best to the Nest or at Eliz Reese and at It's Me Marjorie one and we're also on Facebook and Twitter and on our Instagram and our Facebook we'll post links to all of our watch read listen picks good Yay, stuff Marjorie so fun